0: Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards Jamie and Brienne. Just a heads up, this is not a spoiler-free zone. There will be spoilers pertaining to the show and to the books. Um, So we're just going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. Um, Eon.
1: Hi, this is Eon. Um, My Tumblr URL is EonBlueNegative, and I'm a Jamie and Brian shipper.
0: And next...
2: Uh, I suppose I can go next My name is Torgover I am Torgover or Evil Torgover on Tumblr And uh, I am excited
0: (laughs) And finally
3: Um, I am Yellow Delady On Tumblr And I'll probably be referring to myself as YD in this podcast And I am also very excited
0: and I'm excited I'm, too. <laughs> and I'm a Lady of Tarth. Um, I go by a lot as well. So I'm Lady of Tarth hyphen posts on Tumblr. I hate my Tumblr name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, um, I didn't know what shipping was or what shippers meant. Um, could somebody explain that for anybody who doesn't know what a JB or a Jamie and Brand shipper is?
3: That's um, a beautiful- I can, I can field that one, I think. Okay. Um, essentially a shipper is someone who is a fan of a romantic pairing, uh, of anything, I guess, in fiction or... <laughs> there are also real people shippers, but yeah, let's not go there.
1: That's kinda um, gross.
3: That's uh. kinda gross. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are all, um, fans of the romantic relationship or potential romantic relationship between Jamie and Brienne in A Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones.
0: So, my question is when was the moment you realized you were a Jamie and Brian shipper uh, Torek, if you can go first
2: well i I realized it sort of before i even i I started shipping it before I realized I began shipping it. So, I sort of have a special connection to the characters that we ship in that regard. Uh, I probably didn't even realize I was a shipper until I had actually finished reading the series.
0: <laughs> Two, I yeah. think, but we'll go with Eon next. Oh, gosh. Um,
1: I think whenever I realized that I was starting to ship them was the Oathkeeper scene because before that, I honestly thought that Jamie was a douche. I thought he was a (laughs) douchebag. I mean, he was totally mean to Brienne during the first half of of, um, A Storm of Swords. And then towards the end, during the Oathkeeper scene, it was just really awkward, the way that they were acting. And they were calling each other by their real names instead of, like, Winch and Kingslayer. And that's whenever I started
3: quote-unquote
0: shipping them.
3: <laughs> and Whitey? Uh, well, I was a show watcher before I was a book reader, so... You too. You three. So, it's funny, I was actually thinking about this just the other day, and I'm fairly certain I started shipping them um, in Kiss by Fire, so that's season three, episode five, where... Jamie and Brian share a lovely bath together and he essentially <laughs> bears his soul to her. Um I think the acting was particularly good in that scene. You could just sense a real um, connection that they were having. Um, sure. And, you no, know, also... Was had nothing to do. <laughs> Well, you know, obviously you played a part, and you know the awkward boner. <laughs> the boner. But you know, at that time, I had no idea was happening because I hadn't read the books. <laughs> um, yeah, so that you knew in your heart it was happening. I knew in my heart. I wanted to believe.
0: <laughs> I think for me, it was I was a slow learner. It was when I was reading the books, and because um, I watched the first season, and then I read like all the books. Um, But for me, it was the bitch slap heard around the world. (laughs) That (laughs) was the moment I realized. I was so in love with these two. So, yeah. Okay. um, We have a lot to go through. With with this podcast, we've decided that we're going to not only discuss the show, but also books and anything related to Jamie and Brienne universe. Um, So for this first inaugural podcast, we're going to discuss Season 4, Episode 1. Um, and I think in my recollection, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time we've ever had a cold open for the Game of Thrones. And it's, of course, on um, the melting of Ned's great sword, Ice. Um, any thoughts on this scene? Well, actually,
2: there was a cold open in the first episode. So then You're right, there was. It's sort of a bookend-type, end-of-an-era sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it definitely came off as, like, the rise of House Lannister. It was very symbolic.
3: Yeah, I think that is... I know we're only discussing episode one, really. I've only had the two so far, but I think that it probably is going to be the season of uh, House Lannister. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only group happy about that, that's okay. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm a fan of the Lannisters, definitely. Yes. <laughs> uh, I yeah,
0: am, too. It was a very, uh, it was um, a great scene, especially with him throwing that wolf pelt onto the fire. That
1: was actually his, um, Ned Stark's sheath for ice.
0: His scabbard, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Must have been stinky. uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) all I could think, too. That's got to smell. And then...
3: It was a very powerful scene. Um, Initially, I wasn't actually sure what he was throwing onto the fire. Um, I assumed it was some sort of installation King, but yeah, when I found out after it, it added to the intensity I actually,
1: I thought it was um, Grey Wind at first, but then I'm like, wait a minute that's like um, Ned Stark's sheath for ice, so yeah
0: Yeah I enjoyed it, it, my three-year-old enjoyed it too, when I was explaining to her what was happening with the swords being melted to create two new swords her I hope you was like, don't oh, watch the show great. with your like that just the cold open yeah. <laughs> I kind of like flip past like boobies and extreme violence <laughs> I
3: mean moderate moderate level violence is okay yeah. but the extreme think, violence that's where you draw the line wait like
2: yeah, yeah, do until she's at least five for the extreme violence right, right.
3: <laughs> but yeah that first scene I thought was extremely powerful and I um just, just visually stunning as well
0: yeah I really enjoyed it too and that brings us to the next scene. And it's in my notes I have Jamie exclamation points, oh my god, heart. So it's um <laughs> it gives Jamie, well, Jamie a is just power. getting rejected
2: all over the place by everyone. Oh poor Jamie. It seems At to the be beginning. the theme.
0: It's
1: bad luck, Jamie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jamie's here
3: to be while, believe in him.
0: So one of the things I noticed with this scene is um he is having this discussion with his father and he denies casterly rock he says i don't want children i don't want a wife what do you want supper we all know he wants cersei but did not you think tywin guess like was a little too okay with that well
3: tywin probably yeah, it's a bit odd, really. I mean, I guess generally what Tywin wants Tywin gets, that um, it is true to to what happens in the books. And uh, he does go so far as to, you know, essentially disown him, or so he says. Um, but, yeah, th- that was... Uh, sorry, go on. I think Tywin has a very good
2: poker face. So even though he was he was pretty calm on the outside... I, I think he's still really trying to get someone to take over Casterly Rock. I mean, man,
3: he's striking out here. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, Jamie is really his only option because, yeah. you know, there's no way he's going <laughs> to lead the Rock to Tyrion, as we've right. seen. Of um, course. And, well, uh. That's who probably should have it? <laughs> probably, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, obviously, he's <laughs> going to be, uh. You could tell he is extremely angry, despite his uh, calm, outwardly
0: demeanour. So do you think he has a plan? At this point? It's hard to say,
2: because I think we've all read it. <laughs> I think he wants everyone to think he has a plan.
0: Well, maybe he did have a plan, but we just never got to see it enacted. Aww. Mm. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Okay. Well, anybody else want to add anything onto that? Or can we go on to the
3: next? Um, not really. I just think, generally, it was a scene that set the tone for for Jamie's journey in that episode and that, you know, he's he's going to have a lot of bad stuff happen to him in this episode. Right, he's back home um, and things are shitty. <laughs> yeah, and
0: and, Jamie. and I, think that, I think that was a really pretty sword. I hope we get to see it again.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next one is um, a Tyrion, and he's with um, Braun and Podrick, and they're waiting for the Prince of Dorne to arrive um, for the wedding. And instead they're informed that Oberyn Martell is taking his place.
3: <clears throat> um,
0: well, uh, did you
3: have specific questions? Or did
0: you <laughs> just want general general? I do. Basically, I wrote, can we think of anybody... Any other character that has a better entra- entrance than Oberyn, like that scene with Oberyn and Nyliar? Yeah, that
3: was fantastic, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, so was- I'm a big fan of the Dornish in particular, so I was, and Oberyn, I guess in particular, so I was very excited to, to see exactly how he would be introduced. We did have little snippets of that, I think, in the in the promos for the season. Um, But, yeah, it certainly lived up to the hype and perhaps even surpassed what I was expecting. He's a very, very, very strong character with a very strong entrance, I think. Right. It's
2: rare that you get to describe, quote, sexy as the primary character trait of a person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, you see, for me, when I was reading the books, I really didn't care about them. But now that I've seen him on screen, I'm all about the <laughs> word, word. Um So after uh, Oberon and Ilaria, um, <clears throat> we see Danny and her dragons. Um, and really, the scene seemed like it was just set up to introduce the new Dario. Um, what do you guys think of the new Dario? <laughs> Any times.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm actually a fan of the new Dario. I, I've seen people complain about the fact that he's not as pretty as old <laughs> Dario. Um, but yeah, I think, he, I think he did a good job. I actually prefer his look, um, to be honest.
1: I actually
2: personally... personally oh, oh yeah. go ahead.
3: Alright, I think that Michael
1: Huesman, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is a better actor than the previous Dario. Um... But I think the previous Dario, he encapsulated the douchiness and like <laughs> of Dario from canon, you know. But I think that this Dario will be a good Dario, so we'll see. It's just that old Dario. I mean, he had this face that I just wanted to punch, and it was it worked. <laughs>
0: so. I'm like right with you on that one, eon I felt the same yeah. way. Like. Yeah. Dario comes off as a bit of a douchebag in the books. So I
3: just, guys, I, won't, you know, I he want the blue burnt.
1: hair and the gold beard, or the golden mustachios. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you No, I do too, and I agree with you. I think, Um. I mean, I guess he hasn't really had a huge chance to portray to the douchiness yet, just giving out any flowers. Maybe we'll see it. I, I um, guess we, it's
2: more, it's probably more believable Danny in the show, she's a little more mature to fall for someone like New Dario rather than douchey, sleazy, old Dario. I agree. With, yeah. Which you could. A, a 13 year old would be into the romance novel cover guy, but someone older well, probably wouldn't as much.
3: That's true. I mean, I remember as a teenager it was all about the bad boys. <laughs> so, um, uh. I do like Talk's point of, uh, of Danny and older Danny perhaps being more into a slightly less douchey uh, Dario, but I suppose time will tell whether or not he'll uh, continue that particular personality I was uh, all about the neck guys
0: <laughs> my first is Michael J. Fox right <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay one thing I uh, noticed at this scene is well when I was watching it she was walking by her army And then I'm like, how the hell is she feeding these people? And then she walks by all the slaves that have come with her from Kai, right? How is she feeding them? Is that in the books? Hmm.
3: (laughs) I don't even remember. I I don't remember. I'm I'm trying to remember. I mean, presumably they're getting fed somehow. A really long line around the outside of I guess. uh,
0: this is, like, one of those questions, like, I feel like someone would ask at a panel. <laughs> and the actor is like, would you just sit down and shut up so I'll move on? We don't talk
3: about that kind of thing. It just happens,
0: okay? <laughs> so the next scene is uh Sansa. And my notes literally say, super sad, lemon cakes denied. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that uh, is actually a fairly accurate summary of that scene. <laughs> so we I mean, see You know Shay. it's bad for Sansa when she's, uh, when she's saying no to lemon cakes. Yeah.
0: yeah. No. Poor Shay's is trying to feed oh, her well, lemon that. cakes. And she's very different, and everyone keeps saying this, than the book Shay. Um, she seems to have genuine affection for Sansa and Tyrion as well. Um, <clears throat> she has uh, gone into extreme detail. About her. um, Oh, you know what? This is another note. I apologize. I'm confusing things. Um, One of the things that I noticed was Sansa start talking about, like, in extreme detail about her brother and her mother's death. Like, she talked about how he had his head cut off and her mother's throat was slit and she was thrown in the river. Who would like tell her this? It's one thing to tell.
3: Oh, I'm sure there are several uh, people around court that take great delight in telling her that. She's overheard. Yeah, I'm sure that's all they can talk about. Yeah. And I'm sure Joffrey really has,
1: has bragged about it. She's probably heard I was
3: going to say, Joffrey probably heard the news and immediately ran to her with a big smile on his face and described it to her in detail.
0: Yeah, I guess I could see that.
2: Every new update, he runs and finds her and goes into more detail. <laughs> Great news! <laughs> <laughs> threw your mother in a river! Awesome. <gasps> <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah, no, I really felt for her. I mean I <laughs> I'm a Sansa fan, um, and I think she's been put in an incredibly difficult situation and she's handled it so far with, with as much grace as she can, so considering she's so young particularly.
0: Yeah, I saw an article today that said Sansa was voted the least popular character. I really don't understand it's the Sansa I hate.
3: Why is that? It's- you go on, okay, you know. I just think
1: it all just stems from you know the first season, whenever the whole thing, whenever with Lady and Arya, it, it just it stems from
3: that r- really right there, and it, you know. Well, I agree. I think but, there's a lot of residual dislike for that, but I think but people. Jamie was a
2: terrible, horrible, unlikable character in the first season, and people love him now. Yeah, it's I know. I, I was about to I say, some
3: about <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I think a lot of the hate is probably coming from... Well, actually, no, that's not true. I've seen hate coming from guys as well. I was going to say coming from younger, younger women, but
0: no, I've actually seen that support. Yeah, we know men can't be sexist. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
2: yeah, I've actually heard more hate from men of Sansa. Yeah, me because yeah. they don't like the way she's girly and... Yeah.
3: young, girly and it's funny, I think um, we've got our little microcosm of predominantly women shippers in our little section of the JB fandom, but when you venture out, which I <laughs> rarely do these days um, you know, it is, there are a lot of male male fans out there
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I can honestly say I don't hate any character. Like, there's characters that are repugnant repugnant with their traits, but I appreciate them for the way they propose oh, the story sure. I hate Joffrey. <laughs> Do you even like
3: Ramsey Snow? Do you like Ramsey
1: Snow? Oh. oh I love
0: Ramsey Snow. are bad, Snow. bad <laughs>
2: characters that are so <laughs> much fun, like Ramsey and Joffrey, yeah. and
0: you love them I, because yeah, they're so Love
2: to them.
3: hate them. Love to hate them? Yes. Love to hate them. It's certainly entertaining. Although I could have done with far less of the uh, Ramsey torture oh, last gosh, year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, think worse, I think
0: it's a
2: worse I think it's a worse thing for a character to be boring yeah. than to be unlikable.
0: There you go. Right. I agree. That's very true. Okay. Um so we've discussed Sansa, moving on to Tyrion. Um we see Shay <laughs> waiting for him. Um, Really, this scene just seemed to be about setting up Cersei's spy. I don't know if anyone wants to take away anything else from that. We also see a little brief point where they discuss the diamonds from last season with Varys trying to send her off. And when she mentions it, Tyrion seems confused. Um, Does anyone have any theories on why Varys would be trying to send her off?
3: Um, Well, I think there is uh a... Well, we know he likes to manoeuvre and he thinks he's got his finger on the pulse of King's Landing and he's always trying to move his chess pieces so that, you know, things go according to the way he wants things to be run. And I'm not sure whether or not that's because he is a supporter of Tyrion and he thinks that um, having Shay there is going to preclude Tyrion from p- playing whatever part he wants Tyrion to play. Um, I assume so.
0: So it's just a lot of. We just have to speculate then. We don't. I, I know
2: think Varus has, has his mind on the end game constantly, and that's why he's operating at a different level. So I, I do think he thinks it's better for whatever end game he's looking for to have Shay not be around.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I think Varus okay. actually. I mean, I don't know whether or not it's true, but I think he genuinely believes that he wants what's best for the realm. Um, whether or not what he wants is actually best for the realm is another matter.
0: Hmm. Okay. Very good. And the next one is one we'll probably spend a lot of time on. It's the Jamie and Cersei <laughs> scene where he's getting his golden hand secured by Qyburn. Um, I, I really like the line where She said, uh, "He's worked days to set it just right. Well, better part of an afternoon." (laughs) (laughs) That was. Oh, I love Cersei. I love to hate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyone, one of the things I I felt a little robbed that I never got a reaction scene. The way that it ended last season, I would have loved to have seen, like an immediate reaction with Cersei.
3: Oh, yeah, when Jaime returns, we didn't. Get to see beyond her sort of looking stump.
2: the time I was thankful because I was worried we might get a, a terrible reunion sex scene and it mercifully cut off but now that we know that's not the case I agree with you that it would have been nice to see something.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah I, I thought about this before and how when we start season 4 where they'd be picking up with their relationship um, but yeah, clearly as we know weeks have passed Um, and nothing has really happened between them, much to Jamie's chagrin
0: so I also kind of found the scene, and I've heard this said um, that it seemed awkward between the two of them, like something was off, That was this, can we just attribute this to them being really good actors and something has changed you know what, I
3: think that yeah, I think, <laughs> I don't know, if I've, I've heard other people say this as well, so I know I'm not alone, and I've, I'm not one to find a huge amount of chemistry between the actors, so that awkwardness may actually have just been <laughs> what was happening between the actors in that scene as well, but yeah, it worked <laughs> best for, the, for the scene.
1: I think it worked for the scene pretty well too. I mean, they've been apart. Jamie's been with Brienne. He's changing. She's doing her thing in King's Landing,
3: She's certainly doing things in King's Landing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I don't think she's doing enough things in King's Landing. In the book, she's doing more things. We've
1: already established that um, Cersei is making friends with Kyburn now.
0: So. I love that. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. That's a nice to relate to there. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was certainly awkward between Jamie and Cersei. Um... And I guess I was, I don't know, not disappointed in the scene, but yeah, I guess whenever they deviate from, uh, from the books, um, I tend to take issue, um, that yeah, we always knew there were going to be problems when Jamie and Brienne returned to yes. King's Landing before they should have been.
0: I don't know, it's just the dialogue seemed really weird, like her reasons for being upset <laughs> with him seemed so ludicrous. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he, he took too long. I mean, wow, well, <laughs> what well, trust did he have? All of, throughout all of season three, she had been sort of saying, "Well, when Jamie comes back, everything's going to be different. I'm, everything's going to be great when he comes back, and he's going to save me from all this awful things, all these awful things that have happened to me." And then when he comes back, and that doesn't happen, she realizes it's not the same she built it up too much in her head
3: yeah she relied on him too much i think and obviously being the narcissist she is decides that it's it's all jamie's fault because he's he's changed and uh, it's, it's solely his job to just save her from things
0: and he's no longer a useful tool right like he was always well, a, that's a sort of, yeah
3: and
1: maybe she doesn't like his haircut.
3: <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't be the only one. <laughs>
0: yeah, he took too long. I mean, she,
1: he comes <laughs> back and he gets his hair cut and it looks suspiciously like Brian's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they both look like they made a stop off at like super supercuts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: now we can say Supercuts will officially never be a sponsor of this podcast.
3: Right. Love
0: oh. We
3: love Supercuts,
0: and we think they make
2: very sexy haircuts. Oh,
3: definitely! <laughs> can we just okay. talk slightly about the uh the hand wave, the golden <laughs> hand wave? I love that.
2: Yes. That okay. Uh, I watched this episode about a few weeks before uh, in a giant auditorium full of people, and that got the biggest laugh of the night. That little hand wave. It of was amazing. It was.
3: It was a, I have to say, as soon as someone made a gif of it, I, <laughs> I. I and we blocked that so fast. <laughs> you know what? I'm
1: surprised, and this I'm I'm jumping into like last night's episode, but how how come mm. I have not seen Jamie knocking over a wine glass yet? Yeah, that's
0: surprising. Yeah, there is. I've seen I it,
3: I've seen, seen it. it yet. I haven't. Uh, I've been oh, I I've mean, been top, really so yeah, I'm missing out.
2: On. There there have been a lot of gifts from last night, so they're they
0: might have just been lost in the shuffle. Yeah,
1: probably
3: so, you're probably right.
0: I'll try to find it reblog it for you. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we done with the Cersei Jamie? Can
3: we move on? Uh, I think I could talk at length about that zone, but I think we should probably move on.
0: Okay. So the next scene is Yagrit in Tormon, giant Spain. Um, and it's kind of the, setting it up to be the intro of the Fens. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but. These are the Thens, who they are showing as cannibals in this scene, are based off the Scragosi. Is that how you would say it?
1: Skargos, Skargosi? Skargosi. Yeah. I thought the Thens looked pretty badass. I really liked the scarification that they had all, all over their face.
3: Yeah, right? But
1: I thought it was pretty cool. But um, as far as the Thens go, I do not recall them being
3: cannibals in the books. They were not cannibals in the books.
1: Right. But, I mean... I think they just did that as you know, shock
3: value. And yeah, as well, wow.
2: and as a way it to condense that they, that that they, they didn't, didn't want, want to introduce.
3: Sorry, going.
2: Oh, they didn't want to introduce you know ten different wildling groups. Oh, they definitely. they just wanted to condense them all. Right. And show a good variety of them.
3: Yeah, I think we just need to know that they're kind of bad news. And th- <clears> that guy was
1: that guy's name Stir. I think
3: his name was Wait, Stir. Not sure.
0: Like Stir Stick.
1: Like S T Y
3: R.
0: Yeah. Stir. That's how I'm gonna remember him now. Stir Stick. Yeah. I thought they were pretty badass though. I did too. Like yeah, I, I, that- I. didn't really think I would care about new Wildlings, but when I saw them, I'm like, these guys are pretty badass. I had yeah.
3: the same thought. But I love like- Tormund Giantsbane. I mean. I am a huge fan. Yeah, he, I love he looks
1: like yeah. an evil Santa Claus.
3: <laughs> and he's the <laughs> most glorious beard, beard. I love this beard Oh, doesn't he, doesn't he, it's fantastic yes
0: <laughs> okay, um, the next scene we had uh, John and Sam um, and John is talking about Rob and um, of course he's had word now about the Red Wedding and a lot of the episodes seem to be just people's reactions to that and Sam talking about how <clears throat> he kind of feels the same way that John felt about Raw. Like you want to hate them because they're so good at everything or so much better than you at everything. So I thought that was a cute little scene.
3: But it yeah, was a really it, short one. It was a short one. I think we probably all felt that way in life before mm-hmm. where we've had someone in our life who's just, you know, a shining star and you you wanna hate them but you just adore them anyway. Right.
0: Mm, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You are the shining star, lock, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you,
2: you're always a shining star to someone. And even though you're humble. That's
3: true. <laughs> Actually, no, I really I like that scene. It was a nice throwback to. Geez, we haven't seen we hadn't seen Robin and uh, John together since season one, so it's sort of a nice throwback to their goodbye scene where you can tell that there's a lot of love between the two, and it was you know bit of a
0: yeah, sorrowful scene. Yeah. Um, the next scene was fun. Uh, Olana and Marjorie and their necklace shopping. Um, <laughs> good I, I, just have to say, I just have to say
3: I love Olana. I am a huge fan. So, yeah, she's
0: yeah, she's everyone. It's kind of like Tywin, right? Like everyone loves him. Everyone loves Olana. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a nice setup because it's they change Sansa's necklace later on in the next scene that we get to, and she instead of a hairnet, which is in, getting a necklace. So that pretty much confirms who is behind the poisoning um, that we will talk about next episode. Because mm-hmm. um, well, I, I don't know. It was never really revealed in the books, correct, that who did it? You could just kind of
3: have know. It was...
2: Pretty much, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if you trust certain people, it was. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, In is
2: the that... the um,
1: only cat scene with Peter Baelish, he goes into <laughs> it.
0: Oh, I might have to reread.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not There's even going to lie. I read the books
0: once, and then I reread the Jamie
3: Aubrey. and Brienne That's chapter. That's
1: like a really good chapter.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think uh there's a lot in those books, so you know, I can't blame you for yeah. For this.
0: <laughs> and um probably everybody one of everybody's favourite scenes, anyone who loves Brienne of course, is them fawning over her. Helena fawns well, over Brienne
3: Hardcore in this. That was <laughs> such a nice little addition, I have to say, from the books. Um not from the books as in an edition that wasn't in the books. Um it was just yeah, I mean, we all love Brienne and we want the best for her because she's basically the best human being ever. Um, it was just so nice to see her get a little bit of love, I guess, because I'm, you know, Brienne for her entire life. You just know that every time she meets a new person, um, she just waits for the inevitable, you know, oh kind of reaction that she would get. Whereas, you know, Elena's essentially fangirling over her which I thought was just fantastic and Gwen played that scene amazingly her face and just the way mm-hmm. she lit up and that little tiny smile she gave when Elena said oh are you not my silly little grandson to the dirt." <laughs> 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 that's amazing Elena yeah, was an
2: is... piece for us all
0: <laughs> Gwendolyn is so it's good true. at that subtlety with her facial expressions and her eyes just the little hint. He-
3: Gwen has been knocking it out of the park this season oh, with definitely. just a such of her her facial reaction. She can say so much without saying anything at all.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a love song. Is that, is that oh, actually that's, an that's actual lyric?
3: I, I am <laughs> a little enough, I have to say. <laughs> we all are. I okay. mean, you say it best when you say nothing at all. <laughs>
0: Uh, the next scene is great too it's um, Jamie and Joffrey um, with Trant correct is it Trant that he's with Maren. Trant. <clears throat> and they're looking at the book of brothers um, in the books of course known as the white book and, that has uh, no
3: special significance <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's Joffrey flipping through the book and uh, he's doing a great job of being an annoying little douchebag but I really, I know you probably did too, Ian, when uh, they, I just called you Ian, <laughs> Eon, yeah. when they showed us Sir yeah. the Tall's page. They had his little shout-out, his four pages. Yes. I was super yeah, stoked about that. Yes, and um, Sir Arthur, Arthur
3: Dane. It was pretty neat. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, I, I actually kind of like that little change. I mean, in the book, it's just Jamie sitting In front of the white book, going through everything by himself, and then now you have Joffrey going through it and pretty much just shoving it in his face and reminding him how old he is too. You know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just another scene where Jamie's being berated by one of his family. I mean, how many times
1: was he reminded that he's forty in this episode?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Over what have hill. you done with
1: your life, Jamie?
3: I mean, yeah, I guess I, I liked the change, too, and I guess it was necessary because you couldn't really have Jamie just sitting alone, paging through the book. Uh, <laughs> <ten minutes laughs>
2: looking sad. Canning over through the,
0: <laughs> the pages. Ten
1: minutes on Jamie looking sad, reading Some water. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a good adapt- adaptation because I mean, I mean, it's all internal monologue in the books, and so That's you giant. have to have something on TV that translates. So why not have the douche, you know, go through the white book and you know tell Jamie, you know, that yeah. his life's a joke.
3: Oh, yeah. we haven't heard that enough so far. To set
2: the well, we need to ram it down the audience's throat a little bit more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm handless. I actually thought Joffrey did a better job explaining why Cersei is turning away from Jamie. Um He comes right out and says, "How can you protect me? You have one. Yeah. You don't have a hand."
1: <laughs> Jack. Jack Gleason has been just totally awesome.
3: Yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, yeah, there's no one that I uh, want to punch in the face more. And I've heard that uh, Jack himself is quite a lovely guy, so he's clearly doing a good job.
0: Yeah. Someone did a really nice post on Tumblr for that. Like, just I think it was Crossing Winter. It's like saying thank you, Jack. You did an awesome job. I totally reblogged that. Yeah, lots uh, of love to him. He did an awesome job. this um, so our next scene is a Danny and Dario scene. Womp womp.
3: <laughs> the, the non-she version of Dario. <laughs> yeah. Marching to
0: Marine, Um, and he's, like, giving her For flowers. It's just,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ugh. He's a smooth operator.
1: <laughs> he is very, very I thought very, it was, a kind of a neat scene, though, because each flower represented certain things to help with her people so that she could get to learn the areas and adapt to that area, you know, embrace yeah, that yeah, area. I was but it's like, I hope that she actually learns from that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But we know, <laughs> but we know what he really means. Right. Wink, wink,
3: well, wink. Know. Uh-huh. You know, girls, girls love flowers, you know. They, they love they the flowers.
0: Not Briad. I mean, oh
3: man <laughs> I, mean, no. <laughs> I mean, no, hey it's just roses again she might very well like the other guy <laughs> she might like those
1: blue roses though yeah.
0: oh,
3: um uh, but yeah' I just, can, just blue, um i don't know that. I
0: just felt him for me like another throwaway scene let's we need dario in another scene so we can everyone can get to know this new guy okay okay and like moving on to the good stuff well,
3: i mean i guess that's that's an issue when you introduce or introduce change the actor of a character. You need to, I guess, establish the chemistry between the actors and sort of get him right in there, I suppose. But yeah, it does. I mean, look, I'll be the first to say I'm not a huge fan of the Danny storyline. Um, I think it moves far too slowly. Um, so I'm probably not the best. I, I think to talk I've shown my true colours
0: as well. I'm not a big fan of Danny's storyline either. <laughs> I
1: was perfectly fine with Danny and Tella dance with dragons. Honestly,
3: I think Dance is where a lot of the, the stories. The thing is, I like, like be- Danny. I don't like the
2: pacing of her story. I think that this is yeah. something the show could probably fix.
1: Hopefully, very easily. I, I agree. I hope they can fix it because because the dance with dragons, it really. I guess I mean I was just really frustrated, and it actually it just showed her age. It reminded you. It reminded me that she's only just she's just a teenager, and she's just yeah. fawning over this guy. And it's just every time I got to her chapter, I was just like, oh gosh, it's Danny again.
3: <laughs> yeah, and it's more just that nothing really happens. And I think, as I was saying, it's true of a lot of storylines in Dance. And I do hope that the show—I'm not even sure how they would pick up the pace really, because for me, the this Danny on the show has been dragging just as badly. Um, and I'm not really sure what George has planned for that storyline and whether it will um, start moving along anytime soon, but I guess that's not really the discussion for this time. Well, let's move on to a
0: juicier scene now, <laughs> where we all sat up and paid attention. Uh, Jamie and, and Brian.
3: And rewatched 50 um, times, or was that just me? <laughs> <laughs> So they the like all speak with some authority after watching it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got this section. We can it, I, I guess.
0: <laughs> so they're standing on a balcony. They're looking out, staring at Sansa, and she's basically telling him, "Well, do do what you
3: promised."
0: Okay, somebody me in else in it I, yep.
3: me. I just love that it's—he he can't lie to her now. He um he did look her in the eye and uh, made that safe and yeah, no, that was, uh, that was great. And can I just say then- how romantic that setting was, as you said, on the balcony, overlooking the beautiful <laughs> park. <sparkling. laughs> <laughs> sure. and,
2: and I have to comment on how well the the visuals were planned in that scene. They're both wearing the brown leather jacket, they're both leaning, mimicking mm-hmm. each other's body language on that balcony, and they're they're, kind, they're a lot looser in just, uh, how they carry themselves than they had been. No mm-hmm. yes,
0: yeah, like we saw with Cersei, seem, right?
3: They seem crazy comfortable with each other, and it's, it makes you wonder, you know, I mean, how many conversations would they have had on their travels? They've become incredibly close, and I think, I'm not sure if that's what you were just saying, Lot, it was quite a mirror to the scene where Jamie and Cersei, where you can just sense the tension mm-hmm. um, and the. The, the way they're drifting apart and actually I don't think we mentioned it when we were talking about the jamie Cersei scene but there's that little part where um, Cersei's spy knocks on the door and at the same time they yell out go away come in and right. it's sort of a reflection of just you know how far away I think they are and the sort of on opposite ends now Whereas with Jamie and Brienne As uh, Torg was saying They couldn't kind of have the whole um, mirroring With the body language They're comfortable getting up in each other's faces um, I think they're comfortable with sort of He's comfortable with taunting her Because he knows that um, she can take it And I guess she doesn't find defence in it so much anymore Because it's kind of just the thing that they do with each other Kind of like a bickering married couple
1: what I, I'm gonna mirror the whole body language thing, but um, what I really liked is like during that episode, you have Jamie. He's getting shit from his family members throughout the whole series. Okay, so he's having that, and then Brienne, she's not a she's not comfortable in King's Landing. Okay, even with whenever. Mm-hmm. Alina Terrell is, like, fangirling over her, and Marjorie's hanging all over her. She's she's not comfortable. I mean, can you see her body language? She's stiff, okay? It's awkward, but whenever they're, whenever it's just Jamie and Brienne, they're just they're all relaxed and everything and it's just really nice and what i really liked is that brian actually saw sansa okay so whenever she does actually go on her mission we're not going to get a lot of have you seen <laughs> have you seen a girl of 10 and 3 with <laughs> hair with red hair you know so she
3: actually knows i think she kind of like this <laughs> so, i mean it's nice that she's, she's seen sansa at least so now, now we're going to be getting. Have you seen a girl of uh, ten and three who's about five foot six, and she's got really <laughs> lovely yeah, smooth skin. Yeah, so, she
1: likes <laughs> lemon cakes too.
2: She likes cakes <laughs> because lemon now, lemon. now she can actually look and use her eyes and try to see if she's actually in the room. Right. In the book, True, she, 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 could, she could be sitting right next to her and never know.
3: <laughs> she could. I mean, in the book, I mean, she knows
1: that Sansa looks probably looks a lot like Catelyn, at least. But I mean, okay. she hasn't seen her.
3: Yeah. No, that's, that's true. I guess, um we should also maybe talk about that particular line from that scene that everyone, <laughs> everyone loved, which was, are you sure we're not related? Oh, are you sure? <laughs> because are. I have an awkward voter right now. Sorry, I have to go. <laughs>
0: What a line. Why? (laughs) That was totally for the
3: fans. Oh, it it was such a shout-out. And I've noticed (laughs) getting a whole new bunch of shippers on board, and I think it's the result of that line, because we all know Jamie and incest.
2: (laughs) And it really should
3: not have that effect. It really shouldn't, but, you know, this is the way of Game of Thrones. (laughs) But yeah, that was fantastic. I just the whole scene. I think I couldn't have. They couldn't have done it better. I, you know, we get that sense of, um, I guess, security they feel with each other. And I'm not sure who was saying that before about how Brienne is so uncomfortable in, in King's Landing, but Jamie is sort of her little port in the storm where she she feels safe. Aww,
1: I like that. That's good. I like
3: that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a, that was a great scene.
0: Okay. Uh next we have Dantos and like oh yeah remember him like he kind of disappeared for a season
3: <laughs> I actually had to go back and rewatch to see if it was the same actor because I wasn't sure really <laughs> yes, it was too yeah, it well yeah.
0: <laughs> he was probably happy to get that call the actor <laughs> What oh
2: okay yeah, yeah. The yeah, the yeah. it's work <laughs> Hey I read these books and I'm supposed to be in these next two seasons what the heck <laughs>
3: I'm not sure. So, what did everyone think about changing from uh, hairnet to necklace? I didn't really have any issue. It, it
1: probably does
0: better do. with the styles you know, on the show. I
1: actually, yeah. I actually like the hairnet. But, I mean, the, the necklace works. But, I mean, in the book, you know, Alina's, like, fiddling with the hairnet because, you know, her hair's needs to be fixed or whatnot. But, I mean, the necklace, it's okay.
3: It yeah, does think, the job. You know, well, it does <laughs> the job. Although it was kind of. Yeah, bit, well, I guess we're talking about episode two now. But when uh, Elena's just kind of yanking around with the necklace, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she just she's just gonna be a bit
1: craftier, yeah.
0: right? <laughs> I think the um, hairnet
1: would have translated better during the red, the purple wedding, whenever yeah. she's fiddling with her hair. At least it wouldn't have been. So I mean, it's, awesome. not, it's not a big deal. It's not a big
3: deal. It was just a, a minor change, but yeah, I think I probably prefer the hairnet. Yeah.
2: I, I don't yeah, like, think I'm it was not really noticeable. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was talking about the second episode. We can wait until next time.
1: Yeah, we
0: can. <laughs> so we're going to do this again? <laughs> this <going> <laughs> real, real. <laughs> this is,
3: yeah, we can do it again later. Awesome. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, I wasn't going to go onto any forums and type up a furious storm of complaint about it being a that. <laughs> I
2: wrote several angry letters. <laughs> it destroys the integrity of the entire story.
3: Yeah. Yes, I'm so dumb I mean, if I, if I didn't write angry letters for uh, Pod and, and the brothel scene, I'm certainly not going to do it Oh, God. Don't get me started about that one. Ugh. <laughs> That's
0: not how it was in the books. <laughs> Ugh, let's move on. Hound and Arya in the Riverlands.
3: Oh, wasn't that amazing. I like that. The hound likes chicken. He <laughs> loves the
0: KFC. <ASA>. That's <laughs> the one thing you're going to take away from the scene. The <laughs> hound the likes always- chicken. <laughs> And Arya likes ponies.
3: Yes. yes. And <laughs> she gets her needle back. And, yeah, I thought that was a, a great way to end the episode. Really strong scene. And I think, um, was it you, Torb, that was saying when you went to the um, early screening, that was the scene that got a huge amount of cheers oh. and whatnot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what was cool is, like, the title of
1: the show was called The Two Swords, okay? Yeah. So, Jamie gets Oathkeeper, or what what not. It's not named Oathkeeper right now. Seemed to be. (laughs) And Arya gets
3: Needleback. Yeah, that's right. I think um, we were all sort of anticipating that The Two Swords was just in reference to the fact that uh, um, Ned's sword was, you know, belted down into, yeah, Two Swords. But, yeah, we're so Doing, uh, needles return. That's what I really like about like the names of each episode
1: because each episode, I mean, whatever title it goes towards, I mean, it can pertain to certain
3: things throughout the whole episode. Yeah, it's generally not just in reference to one but particular. How, how great enough. was that
0: line about people that name their swords? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I that line used my favorite word. <laughs> what word is that? You don't have to. I can (laughs) write it, but I can't say it. Uh, Did anyone notice
0: um, the um, hanged person on the cart in the Riverlands?
3: Oh. No, I don't think so.
0: Uh, There was somebody that had been hanged, and then you notice um, when they pull out, it's, of course, the Riverlands is on fire.
3: Holy crap, I didn't
1: notice that. (laughs) No, I didn't. <laughs> didn't the, I, I, I feel ill-prepared oh no. Ill, Ill today oh. because I did oh. not watch the first season, first
3: episode today. I thought we no, were talking about No, I was planning it. to rewatch. Yeah, but I didn't get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God I watched the Jamie and Brynn scene 50 times already. <laughs> I, I watched, you know, the,
1: the second episode multiple times, but I didn't know we were talking about the first episode today.
3: Oh, no. Oh, you so you were fun. you were ill prepared because you were mistaken. I was ill prepared just because I'm lazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so definitely um, hints of Stoneheart. Dun, dun,
3: dun. <gasps> so when do you
0: think Stoneheart's coming <laughs> oh, into that? I, I
3: think I think we're gonna get her at the end of the season. Definitely, I think so
0: too. That's a show-ender, isn't it? I I uh, think, so. I would think
3: so. that, that would be, not,
2: be I, I just hope it's some nameless fray that she hangs and not you know our girl
0: I'm not prepared no, for that no. conversation that's, It's not I've never that prepared, prepared. Time yet.
3: it's not that time yet. <laughs> It's not it's, oh. well, This podcast is going to come to a screeching <laughs> <No. up. laughs> I think that's a good note to end the podcast on <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I'm like you know, it's too
1: soon for that, you know. They need to slow down a little bit, you
2: know. Yeah. I'm all for her wandering around aimlessly, just talking to random people and meeting interesting characters that nobody will ever meet
3: again. Exactly. I mean, surely it's got to be more interesting than Danny around. We <laughs> <laughs> to meet Suctin Maribald, okay? We need
1: broken man speech, okay? Come on.
3: <laughs> i love that. I don't think we're gonna get it, but I would love it. Gosh, I would. I would die if they do
2: the broken man speech. I would what about yeah. poor man?
0: Um, poor man's Jamie. Are we gonna get a Heil hunt? You think? You
2: know what? Oh, and I hope so. Honestly, I'm not.
3: I don't know if they are. I mean, if, if they confused. don't, if they
1: don't, that kind of that kind of makes me wonder if like Heil is gonna die in the winds of winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's fine with me. Yeah,
3: and honestly, yeah, it's good I'm fine office. with that. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I mean, if uh, we do get those, these little hints, don't we, from who's cast in the show and, and who's not, as to how important their storyline might exactly. actually be. Because-
1: D and D know the endgame, and honestly, if they do not cast Hall Hunt, then that kind of clues me on to Hall Hunt dying in the next, <laughs>
3: the next book. Dying, <laughs> or at least we can safely say that he's not going to marry Brienne. Because honestly,
1: cake. I think Hall Hunt—I mean, if he dies, I mean, it's just a plot device for Brienne. It just shows that he's kind of like a symbol of maybe her, like her being able to...
0: Settling? Settle, you know? I mean... Mm. And and it's
2: fun to see someone kind of poke fun at and flirt with Brienne as she goes on her travels. Exactly.
3: He's like a poor man's Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically a foil for her, someone to sort of bounce off during her trip. I mean, she has Pod, obviously, but...
2: (laughs) Pod (laughs) is not as talkative as her. I do. I've seen this theory on Tumblr about...
1: um, possibly braun being a villain for a hunt <laughs> oh, and i, I kind of like that. it you know oh How my god, god. that
0: would be incredible. And <laughs> right. i would so <laughs> be behind braun accompanying them on their trip <laughs> i would too i think I that Brawn with that... anybody though
3: I think I saw someone mention the fact that, you know, they wanted Bronn to uh, start coming on to Brienne just to see, in King's Landing just to see how Jamie would react. Oh, I love, <laughs> <that>. love that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we just all love a jealous Jamie, though? <laughs> <laughs> if fan fiction has taught me anything. Everyone loves a jealous JB. Yes. Everyone loves a bit of jealous Jamie. And do you think, on that note, that we're going to get the uh, the bitch slap of I <laughs> hope so. I really do. Or... Oh, gosh.
0: Oh I can't wait. That's that's my moment. I love that moment. There's a lot are. of uh,
3: yeah, a lot of good stuff to look forward to this, to. this they season. really have to because that is good TV right there. I think so. It's just they There's... haven't introduced Red Ronit, though, so it has to be somewhere no, else. No, I haven't. Maybe. I mean it could be anyone, I guess. Right. It could be some random really. We just it doesn't really matter who it is.
0: Yeah, like who would know her enough? I don't know. Yes, they got to I don't know how they're going to make a new character talk about her in the past and the bet That all has to come to light. Like, it has to. I would love to see his reaction.
3: Yeah. Uh, If if they they don't just bring that, I'll be very disappointed.
0: They might just make it
2: sort of a throwaway, oh, yeah, I used to know her and even online.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the important part to take out of a bitch-slap scene is that, you know, Basically, Jamie's enraged at the thought that someone would uh, <laughs> would say something like that about Brienne. What? She never told me I was be- she
1: was betrothed, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was so shocked, wasn't he? She told me that. <laughs> uh,
0: He's So possessive. Oh, I Jamie.
3: mean, she never told me I'd outrage. Although I don't really care about her in, in any sort of way. It's <laughs> right very platonic. This is platonic caring. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that brings us to the end of our first episode. Um, I think for the future, we're going to try to aim to do more um, episode recaps. Uh, We're going to try to do one again this week, just so we can catch up with the the show and keep posting them as we're going. Um, Also, we're going to try to do some book discussions, so specifically Jamie and Brienne chapters, and uh, anything else that's related to Jamie and Brienne fandom. I just want to thank everybody for doing this with me. Thank you uh,
3: for moderating.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: uh, you're and a pretty uh, good
2: moderator, Lot. You, you were. Oh,
0: thanks. It was my first time. So she's a, a shining star. <laughs> <laughs> a special little star. I'm shining sparkle. Sparkle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear a whip crack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's later. That's, a, that's after hours podcast. Hello. <laughs> But uh yeah, I'm not always going to be the moderator. Um like definitely if you know anybody else wants to give it a shot,
3: I <laughs> encourage
0: it. Um but yeah, that's, I think that's a good way to end. So <laughs>
1: Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. bye.